0: Wednesday, October 11th. It is right around 7 o'clock tonight on the Tube. We have Jerry Kill versus Brad Cornelson, New Mexico State, taking on Bowling Green. I'm sure that will be the talk of Twitter tomorrow morning. But we're not here to talk about Wednesday night football. We're here to talk about Wake Forest, who is coming to town for homecoming weekend. Virginia Tech is wearing all maroon, and it has been declared... The mayor of Blacksburg has declared a no-wake zone in Blacksburg. I can't take credit for that. I have to give it to Katie Rapold on Instagram, who came up with that fun pun. Patrick, how are you doing, buddy?
1: Good. I'm already getting the car packed up for another Blacksburg weekend. Uh, It is still... I'm still unpacking from the pit weekend, transparently speaking, uh, after being away for the florida trip that we took so um you know we're recalibrating
0: but we're also ready to go i'm fired up it'll be fun so virginia tech versus wake forest as we always do we are going to kick this off with some poetry another week two or more submissions what do we have
1: well guess who's back hokey hack is back with some poetry he says it's time to bounce back We are hungry for a win. Let's get loud in lane. And back with another one is John Cranham. Fall is upon us. Is this the weekend it turns? Hokies win on sat. There we go. Two solid poems. Hope to see both of you this weekend in Lane Stadium. Smiling for the camera for the Section 5 pick. Now, this weekend, it's going to be a special one. It is homecoming, as we know. We invite all of you to come join us at the Young Alumni Happy Hour at Hokie House on Friday from 4 30 to 6 30. Uh, you can register. Uh, we put it on Twitter, we've put it on Instagram. It's on the Virginia Tech Alumni website as well. If you register now, it's $10. If you register at the door, it is $15. And part of the proceeds are going to the Keep Jumping Fund. So that is awesome. Following our Hokie House appearance is the Homecoming Parade from 7 to 8 p.m. on Main Street. And then after that, we will be emceeing the Spirit Rally uh, right around 8 o'clock. Be at the drill field before 8 o'clock. We'll be up there for 15, 20 minutes and then the night will conclude with
0: fireworks on the drill field. So that'll be a ton of fun. Who doesn't like fireworks? I know we have a ton of students that listen to this. If you're a student and you're a sophomore, you're a junior, you're a senior, you're not too cool to participate in stuff like this, head on down, we'd love to see so many of your beautiful faces. Fireworks are fun, MCing is fun, and um, we're looking forward to seeing everybody. It's going to be a great weekend, Pat. A lot of people in town, um, and a longer than probably normal hokey history. People probably don't. When the first thing that comes to their head of of teams that we have some fun history with, people don't usually think about Wake Forest. But it is more fun than you think. If you look at the big picture, Virginia Tech leads the overall series twenty five and thirteen and one. I hate ties. There's nothing more un-American than a tie. The first game was played in 1916. I'm pretty sure that was the year that World War I started. Fact check me if you like. I think that's correct. Maybe not. The Hokies won that football game 52 to nothing. Great job in 1916, Virginia Tech. Pat, give us the the heavy hitters.
1: I had the misfortune of attending the... 2020 COVID game at Wake Forest. I gotta turn off my notifications. Do not disturb. We went to BB&T Field, Truist Field, whatever it's called, up in Winston Salem. Had a wonderful afternoon at a brewery. Uh, myself, Chris Rieger, Dave Naus, and I think it was Bryce who was with us. That might I might be miscounting who the fourth. I think it was Bryce and. Hendon Hooker threw three interceptions to this white guy from Northern Virginia, number 45. <laughs> and, and he was a walk-on, and that was a huge bummer. Um, this was, I know you have this in the notes, this was the wheels fall off of the 2020 season uh, game.
0: It was. I mean, it's crazy to think Virginia Tech came into that game ranked 19th in the country. Um, I was actually getting ready to celebrate a wedding with my family. Uh, We were seeing my cousin get married in uh, Hopewell, Alabama, Um, and lose that game. And again, speaking of white walk-on defensive backs, this was on the heels of Tyler Matheny having his magical moment, which was awesome. And then Wake Forest pulled a page out of our book, and their white walk-on DB had his magical moment. Um, So the next week we beat Louisville, we were in Charlotte for that game, and then the Hokies proceeded to lose their next four games in a row, ending the season with a win versus UVA in an empty lane stadium, which prompts bringing back up the fact that we have not played UVA at home with fans since the year of our Lord 2018, which is crazy, and we're not going to play them at home this year with fans. So um, that's 2020. Just glad that whole 2020
1: thing ended. 2019 was a lot of fun. This was the best stretch of Virginia Tech football over the past eight years, in my opinion. I know uh, 2016 was great. 2017, there were some solid flashes as well with the defense. Other than that, uh, 2019 was the only year that we really saw a great football team. Uh, Mm You know, the stretch between... Uh, the Miami game and the uh, the last game, uh, the Pittsburgh game, that five or six game stretch was some really, really fun football. Uh, and one of those games was the Wake Forest game. And I day tripped down from Arlington with Ryan Hartman. It was quite a marathon doing a day trip from Northern Virginia. This Wake Forest team was Pretty solid. They had Jamie Newman as their quarterback. We remember he transferred to Georgia following uh, following this year. Sage Surratt was a star wide receiver who actually got injured uh, early on in this game. This was the first win for a Virginia Tech team over a ranked opponent at Lane Stadium in 10 years. So this is 2019. Prior to that, it was Miami 2009. So a lot of folks in our fan base had never seen us beat a ranked team at home. This was the Watergate 2019 game where uh, Dave Clawson at halftime, they're pulling him away for an interview. And he got upset about one of the Virginia tech trainers, I believe had accidentally sprayed his leg with water. And it was this whole ordeal. Uh, The jury's, is is out on what happened on that day do you have any commentary billy do you remember that
0: no i don't know anything about
1: it well it must it must be minutiae it must not matter if, if billy doesn't remember we'll 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 see if we can pull up some old clips of it maybe we'll post some on the timeline it was pretty funny
0: this Up was before last, you
1: had season tickets.
0: Yeah, so this was when you were still selling me on Section 5. Um, and to be honest, in the last – I think this is right. I, I could be missing a game. But in the last five or six years, this is probably the game that I hate that I missed the most. Um, did not go to town for this game. I remember I remember Trent Young, I believe, was in our group chat saying, you guys got to go, you guys got to go, you guys got to go. And um, If you remember, Wake Forest came in. And we had just lost to Notre Dame at Notre Dame. They were a top 10 offense in the country. They had a top 10 passing attack in the country. And Coach Foster was so, I mean, he's just awesome. And he decided that he didn't want to be honored on senior day when we played Pittsburgh a couple of weeks later. He wanted to have that day reserved for the players. So it was officially, thank you, Coach Foster, day in Lane Stadium and he put in a phenomenal performance. He held Wake Forest to, at that point in their season, a low in points. He held them to 17 points and a low in yards and 310 yards the entire game. They also got three sacks against a unit that up until that game had only given up 10 sacks the entire game. Um, So just a a really, really fitting way to uh, send Coach Foster off, uh, even though he did come back to Virginia Tech a couple weeks later for the Pittsburgh game.
1: And we had a pretty solid offensive explosion that game. Trey Turner ran for 73 yards on 4 carries. Hendon Hooker was 15 of 24 for 242, ran for 69 yards and a score. Dominated the deeks that night, 37 to 16. Now let's track it back. We're not going to talk about this one for a long uh, for a very long time. Uh-oh. 2014 00 in regulation at wake you get the famous beamer meme we've all seen it a gazillion times the fact that we couldn't score any points nothing like a uh nothing like a regulation shutout though shout out to coach
0: foster oh i mean I, that was the original Siccos game before Siccos even existed i think they have it on their banner um I th- another guy who absolutely loves this game is david hale uh, I, th- I feel like he tweets about it every six months, but um, yeah, not, not, not fun. Don't ask Chris Regert about his experience at, at that game
1: that day, 2011. This was the David Wilson runs out of his shoes game at wake forest. Uh, David, it was a classic David Wilson stat line, 17 carries 136 yards and a touchdown. And on one of those big runs, he actually did run out of his shoe, which was pretty funny. Logan Thomas also had a big day, four touchdowns. Jarrett Boykin also had a monstrous day. And then the year before, 2010, we scored 49 points in the first half and defeated the Demon Deacons. Uh, This was an afternoon where Tyrod Taylor actually threw a touchdown pass to Logan Thomas, a little fade in the corner of the end zone, we see Logan doing that on Sundays now, and Tyrod uh, obviously still in the league too. Josh Harris of Wake Forest ran for, I think, like 230, or 250 yards that day, um, but I think they only scored like 14 points. I think the final, I didn't even look up the final here. I think it was like 52 to 14. Then 2006, Wake Forest Ended up uh, winning the ACC in 2006, but Tech demolished them in late November, 27 to six, in Winston Salem. Uh, one of the more memorable plays from this game was a uh, Xavier DB fumble return for a touchdown, and another memorable play was Josh Morgan just going up, catching a ball, and absolutely trucking a guy um, and and running it in for six. Defense played really well on this. Uh, this game
0: correct me if i'm wrong did that wake forest team win the acc they won the acc yeah but we crushed them
1: that was a that was just an interesting year for tech our defense was unbelievable in 2006 but we had back-to-back losses uh, against calvin johnson and georgia tech and then up at boston college where we just couldn't score a touchdown they beat us 22 to 3 and those are our only two regular season losses. Did not get in in the ACC championship because Georgia Tech had us in the head-to-head. And then Wake Forest beats Georgia Tech in the ACC title game.
0: So before we move on from Hokie history, um, we're going to play a new game. It's called, whoa! He went to Wake Forest. Uh, a couple of notable folks that went to make Wake Forest. Tim Duncan one of the five or six best basketball players of all time. Chris Paul, one of the best basketball players of all time to not win a title. Arnold Palmer, one of the best golfers of all time. Muggsy Bogues, fun basketball player. And last, but certainly not least, Ralph Kitley, the round mound of rebound, six foot 10 center from 1986 to nineteen ninety fast forward 20 or 30 years and Liz Kitley is absolutely dominating in the ACC so shout out to Ralph Kitley and the Kitley family. Should we jump into storylines?
1: Yeah, let's let's do a little bit of a background check here on Wake Forest. They're 3 and 2. They went to they went to Death Valley last week and almost sneaky Almost pulled the upset. Clemson scored 17 points. Wake scored scored 12 points. I mean, you talk about just a a go ACC game where we're really seeing the, I guess, the mid version of the Clemson Tigers and Wake almost pulled off the upset here. Uh, Mitch Griffiths was 15 of 25 for 137 yards. Cade Klubnick had an extremely similar stat line. 18 of 28 for 131 yards. Um, You know, Wake played Clemson tough. We played Florida State tough for two and a half quarters. I kind of just find that these Wake Forest and Virginia Tech teams are pretty similar, Mm -hmm. generally speaking. Um, We have a common opponent on the calendar that both of us have already played, and that is Old Dominion. In Wake Forest's case, they actually were trailing 17 nothing at halftime they were trailing in the fourth quarter they came back and mounted the 27 to 24 victory down there in norfolk and we know how it is tough to win games in norfolk Virginia. <laughs> and then as we all know virginia tech defeated old dominion week one 36 to 17
0: who did wake beat this year billy ray did wake beat this year that's an excellent question i don't have that readily available but i can get it oh well let me get it for you i thought you had
1: it all right wake has played so far they beat vandy 36 to 20 they beat old dominion 27 to 24 and then their other win was week one we're going back here Uh, elon They went over Elon 37 to 17. So, outside of this Clemson game, not much of a sample size. Uh, They lost to Georgia Tech 30 to 16 at home. But the rest of the way for them, what were you
0: calling this one? What were you calling this? You were calling this. So, yeah, this is a bowl game. This, this, This is a pivotal game for both of these teams moving forward um wake has three wins on the year they need to find three more wins unless they get one of those hey we're gonna let a five-win team into a bowl game which has to stop it's it's, it's, it's terrible
1: so this is the bowl game bowl this is the, the bowl, bowl game. This is, this
0: is, bowl. yes this is the if i want to participate in a bowl game it would be in my best interest to win this specific football game okay. you look at the rest of wake Forest's schedule they have to win three games they play pittsburgh they play florida state they play at duke NC State at Notre Dame and then at Syracuse. They're not going to beat Notre Dame. They're not going to beat Florida State. Duke's a bit of a toss-up. But then, you know, you got to find a way to beat Pittsburgh or Syracuse or NC State. Um, So that's challenging. And then Virginia Tech, we have two wins on the year. We have to find four wins. If we're able to beat Wake Forest, you need to beat three out of Syracuse, Louisville, Boston College, NC State, UVA. I will feel a lot better about finding three games to win in that list than finding four. So really interesting. Um, I I do think Al Jones tweeted at us earlier this week, like this is, this is an important time in the schedule here for both teams. Uh, Virginia tech has the benefit of playing this at home. Virginia tech has the benefit of it's certainly not a tune up, but they came out and they played well against one of the best teams in the country. And, Wake Forest is simply not Florida State. So um going to be interesting to see how it pans out.
1: So I know we like to talk about lines early, but I think we should talk about lines at the end towards our, uh, our score prediction. So let's talk about Wake Forest's offense. They have the 90th ranked scoring offense. They're putting up 22.8 points per game Uh, comparatively to tech. Very similar. We are ranked 83rd. We scored 23 and a half points per game. Wake forest uh, puts up 379 yards per game. 177 of those are on the ground and 201 of those are through the air tech. On the other hand, kind of similar uh, from the passing standpoint, we, we, We have a similar passing offense, 202 yards per game and then 140 yards per game on the ground. Mitch Griffiths is their quarterback. He has nine touchdowns. He's completing just over 60% of his passes. But the glaring stat here is that he has thrown uh, six interceptions. Virginia Tech has not been able to intercept anyone lately. So something's got to give here.
0: Uh, But where is he from? Mitch Griffiths is from Ashburn, Virginia. So shout out to all of our Ashburn listeners. Um, Look, he's been at Wake for a while. He's played a lot of football. The QBR is not friendly to our friend Mitch Griffiths. Uh, Mitch Griffiths has the second lowest QBR in the ACC. Yes, he is behind now tight end Phil Dracovic and recently benched Brennan Armstrong. So not a great year for Mr. Griffiths. So here's my one observation on Wake Forest's offense. And bear with me here. I'm going to explain this as best I can. Coach Clausen does a phenomenal job. Really, really good coach, innovative, does a lot of different things. And what he does really well that's a little bit different is he does run that RPO style mesh offense. And what that does is it means that the offensive line has no idea if the, pa- the play is going to be a pass or if it's going to be a run. So what does this do? This obviously keeps the defense on their heels a little bit because they're going to basically let you dictate how they are going to attack you. Um, what they give up on that is the offensive line is typically slower to move down the field to avoid a illegal man downfield. So this is an opportunity for our linebackers to stay clean and to make plays it's also an opportunity where if they're not gap sound and they don't key in on their responsibilities, it can be a really, really long afternoon for us. So um, our linebackers will either have an amazing day on Saturday or we're going to be a whole lot of trouble. And I can't wait to find out which one it is. Um, I would just say one more thing. Defensive ends, pass rush, there will be opportunities for us to go ahead and get after the quarterback. Um Keeping contain, I say it every single week, is going to be so crucial, especially against this group. Um, I'll repeat it. Wake Forest is a very well-coached football team. I would argue that we are more talented than Wake Forest. So teams are very similar. Got to go out. Got to be gap-oriented. Got to be task-oriented and uh, key in on what you need to do. And I think our defense has a chance to continue Wake Forest's struggles on offense. I'm not going to call Mitch Griffiths by any
1: means a a mobile threat. Um, He has 64 carries for 64 yards on the year. That obviously includes sacks and tackles for loss, Uh, but he does have a long of 27. It seems about every single game he does have like an 11 or 12 yard scamper, but I do not see him being a running threat here uh, this weekend. Other than Mitch Griffiths, uh, there is a two-headed monster in their backfield. You have Desmond Claiborne, who is their main guy. 82 carries, 371 yards, averaging 4.5 yards per carry with a long of 20. He has three scores. And then Justice Ellison, 45 carries, 253 yards, uh, 5.6 yards per carry with a long of 29. uh, Has not found his way into the end zone. Uh, They do have a third guy that we might see who has a long of 74 um, and is averaging seven yards per carry on 19 carries. His name is Tate Carney. And then as far as receivers go, their top receiver is named Jamal Banks. 32 catches, 331 yards, uh, averaging 10.3 per reception, three touchdowns. Uh, and then we'll also see Taylor Morin and Wesley Grimes, who have uh, just over 240 yards each on the year and two scores each. Those are kind of the main guys that we will see in the mix for Wake. Now, as far as the defense goes, uh, their defense is actually, I mean, let's be honest, they haven't really played anyone, and Clemson is is very much down. They have the 41 41- Uh, Ranked scoring defense at 22.8 points per game. Comparatively, Tech has the 60th ranked scoring defense. We are uh, allowing 26.7 points per game. Wake is giving up 360 yards per game. That's good for 43rd in the country. Tech is giving up 358 yards per game. That's good for 42nd. So, you know, uh, we're very much on the same plane as far as giving up yardage. Uh, that is split 150 or 135 rushing yards and 225 passing yards uh, on the Wake Forest side as well. Now, I did have to pull this fun nugget because we have been kind of tracking this stat the last few weeks. Before Florida State, Virginia Tech had the 10th ranked pass defense. Uh, before Pittsburgh, we had the second ranked passing defense. And uh, we are back up to that two-spot, Billy Ray, after only surrendering (laughs) surrendering 170 yards down in Tallahassee to Mr. Travis. We are back up to having the second-ranked passing defense in the country. We are giving up just 159 yards per game. Now, this is what we would call a skewed stat of Saturday because – Every single team other than Pittsburgh has run all over us. So if you could run the ball, you don't need to pass the ball, especially if you are winning the football game. You're not going to be passing when you are winning the football game. Uh, Wake Forest has six interceptions on the
0: year. I know they got this guy, Deshaun Jones. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got three interceptions on the year, which is tied atop the ACC leaderboard. And one more thing that Wake Forest does really well is they have two of the top four tackle for loss getters in the ACC and Jasheen Davis and Jacob Roberts, who have combined for 12 tackles for loss, eight of which have been sacks. So another week, another challenge for the offensive line, of Virginia tech. Look, I, I would love to find a way. I would love to have a way to do this every single game, but I would love to find a way to get Basial Tootin, um some holes here in the offense. Uh, he had an incredible game. He was the player of the game versus Florida state, um, but wasn't able to do a ton in the running game. I'm curious to see how Virginia tech utilizes Malachi Thomas. Is he going to see more carries like he saw last week? He, I thought he played really, really well against Florida state. Um, so I'm curious how we're gonna come out. I you know, I was talking to uh, Coach Holmes, and if Virginia Tech can find a way, just find a way to play the way that they played in the back three quarters of Pittsburgh, the back three quarters of Florida State, I think they're gonna be in a pretty good spot. We've had two weeks in a row where we've put together three quarters of good football, and in that first quarter, it's just not what you're looking for. So, um, if Virginia tech comes out and plays for four quarters, I think we're going to win this football game. We're going to get into kind of our, our predictions later, but, um, you know, offense, defense, special teams, special teams, which you're about to talk to, um, you know, come out and give us four quarters.
1: Jacob Roberts, who you mentioned. So we've been talking about this all year, how having a safety lead your team in tackles is not good. It means you're giving up a lot of uh, you know, chunk plays. Wake Forest's two leading tacklers are two of their linebackers. You mentioned Jacob Roberts and then Dylan Hazen as well. Uh, Roberts has 40 on the year. Hazen has 35 tackles. Five of the 40 tackles from Roberts are sacks. Um, so Roberts is a, is a talented dude. He will uh, put a lot of pressure on Kyron drones on Saturday. Got to get a, get the ball out on time, which drones has done a pretty good job of think that's one of um the key the key factors in his skill set is he'll get out of the pocket he will throw the ball out of bounds or he'll make you know a defender
0: miss and and uh
1: you know pick up a few
0: as far as special teams are concerned the one thing that stood out to me dennis matthew has the most field goals made in the acc with 11 he's made 11 field goals he's 84.6 percent on the year and has a long of 44 they also have a a solid punt return and kick return unit as well. So uh, that is your scoop for special teams. And moving right along to keys of the game. I got two. This isn't a key. This is more of a plead. It's more of like a please do this. Can we just come out and punch somebody in the mouth? Like, can we just come out and play the first quarter a full game on offense and defense? If you walk into the bar when you're in college and you try to feel stuff out, you grab a Michelob Ultra, you sit in the corner by the jukebox, and you just feel the scene out. And there are these two or three ladies at the bar and you're interested in them, but you don't say anything. You're just feeling the situation out. Guess what? You might have missed your window. You're starting behind the eight ball. Come out and say, hello, I am so and so nice to speak to you if it's a football game say hello I'm Virginia Tech and I'm gonna be here for four quarters and I'll punch you in the face that is what I'm looking for out of Virginia Tech in this first quarter it's homecoming we're wearing maroon it might rain I hope it rains and that's what I want to see that's what I want to see out of Virginia Tech you disagree you don't want it to rain I get it you want to stay dry you don't want to get all you don't want to get all pruny that's fine. I just want Virginia tech to come out and punch somebody buddy in the face. That's all I want to say. Come out and no. do it against Wake Forest.
1: I don't care if it rains. I think you're, 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 I hope it rains. Uh, commitment. It's just, it just cracks me up. Hope it rains, man. Hope it rains. Hope it ra- Like, I hope you guys, you know, Oh, you know what it did during the Purdue game? It rained. Okay. You know, was it was not, not awesome. Everything about that day. Uh, you know other than the fun I, I, that we that had that day was awesome other than the fun that we had exclusive <laughs> of that what happened on the field nothing that was awesome yeah. okay you're so right. uh let's not just say hope it rains if it rains it rains but you know i'm not i'm not rooting for another hurricane to come up and uh and <laughs> and keep people under lane stadium's concourse like the titanic
0: that's fair you're right you're right i don't hope it rains but i do hope we punch somebody in the mouth uh, between the whistles. Um, and then my other key to the game, it, it's it's this simple. If Virginia Tech finds a way to score 30 points, I think we win the game. Wake Forest is averaging what they're averaging, and they've only mustered 16 against Georgia Tech and 12 against Clemson in the last two weeks. Come out, play complimentary football, take care of the football. We're gonna. I, I, I feel really confident about this game. I'm 1-0 on putting tweets out before games. I tweeted we were going to beat Pitt. A lot of you bookmarked it. A lot of you, more people bookmarked Pat's. Pat put Pat put his flag in the ground against Pittsburgh. And you guys all had to delete those bookmarks. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. He's a man. He's 40. I think we're going to win on Saturday. I feel really, really good about it. It's sold out. I know the crowd's going to bring it. I, I I feel like we're going to get it done here on Saturday. So those are my keys to the game. We know what we need to do. We need to run the ball.
1: We need to stop the run on defense, (laughs) and we need to win the turnover battle. Uh, You know, hold Wake to under 200 yards rushing and win the turnover battle. Battle. Mitch G, Mitch EG, uh, Mr. Griffiths, if you look at the data, (laughs) he throws interceptions. And if you look at the data, Virginia Tech is due to pick one off here. You know, uh, objectively disappointed in Virginia Tech's lack of forcing turnovers this year. I think that was one of the things from 2022 to 2023, we thought that's something that we can track progress on. And quite frankly, we have not been able to use that to our advantage to help us win football games. So um, something's got to give here. And uh, hopefully we can pick off one or two after the strong start against Old Dominion with the uh, th- three or four turnovers that we forced. Go ahead.
0: One more thing. Just keep in mind that Jalen Stroman will be sitting out the first half of this football game. It's already a banged up secondary. Um, so I'm interested to see what kind of roster acrobatics um, Coach Pry and Coach Marv pull out here. Um, so just keep an eye on the safety position. That is a um, – it's a big loss. Jalen Stroman's a good ball player, and he'll be sitting out for the first half due to the targeting call in Tallahassee.
1: Just another instance where quarterbacks are just doing their slide thing, and, oh, <laughs> we're without our guy for the next half of uh, an important home game. But oh, they are going to have to make some adjustments to targeting at some point. We are. Let's talk about the lines. A line, a line. The line has shifted from, I believe it opened at wake minus two. If I, if I'm not mistaken, it might've been minus three. But right now, when I checked this morning, it was Virginia tech minus two. So people are picking Virginia tech to win this game. The over under sits at 48. I am not going to touch the over under this weekend. Um, If Virginia Tech wins, we're going to score more than 17. If we lose, we will probably score 17. So uh, do whatever math you want to do with that if uh, if you look at trend from there. Do you
0: have the update from uh, meteorologist Billy Ray? What do you got? Meteorologist Mitchell, uh, forecast is calling for rain, might have a poncho effect. It's one of my favorite isms that you have. Um and a high of 68 and a low of 51 quite the range quite the range uh 68 and 51 that's feeling pretty good and feeling pretty cold so who knows what we're gonna get um but uh that's that's what we're looking at and we have some uh go ahead i think
1: uh i think poncho effect was a david glenn original it was actually poncho effect and Frog togs effect, mm. uh, coined at the 2016 Hurricane Matthew game at Carolina. But uh, over unders from Grant Watson, our guy, love the over under submissions every single week. Billy Ray, drones, rushing yards 74 and a half. That's high. Um, I know you said it, under
0: here, it's very high. Uh, I know he had, I think he had 80 yards last week against Florida State. Um, I want to see Malachi Thomas and Bachel Tutin um running the football I love we need to get to the point where Kyron drones running the football is a threat it is not the show pony of the offense um so I am counting on us having a better running attack with Malachi Thomas and Bachel Tutin. so I will go under uh with that
1: yeah I want I want that over under to be for Malachi Thomas I want to be in a position where Malachi Thomas is, you know, potentially hitting the over on 74 and a half, but mm-hmm. um, you know, Kyron Jones does not need to be that guy for us. You know, when we have healthy tootin and healthy Thomas. Um, yeah. I kind of think if he creeps over 50 yards, it's kind of, you know, he burst on a, on a big run, like he did last week. Uh, right. He had a high of 40 yards Virginia tech pass attempts, 22 and a half.
0: I, I wrote down well over, but as we've gone as we've gone through that podcast, I actually that's a really good line, Grant. Um I feel like that's right around where it's gonna be. I'm gonna go with a hair under. And this, yeah, this depends. Is Virginia Tech playing
1: from behind, or does Virginia Tech have a comfortable lead in the second half? Um, Is it raining? <laughs> Every year we get on podcasts and talk about the weather and how the rain is going to impact. I remember Carolina a few years ago, we were like, hurricane is coming. This happened like two Carolina games in a row. One was the COVID game and one was last season. And you know, it was like sprinkles, both games. I am going to say under here, uh, because I think Malachi Thomas is going to get a lot of carries. Um, Obviously we want to see Tootin with the ball in his hands as much as possible, but Thomas looked really good last week.
0: Uh, On the note of quarterbacks, I do want to send out um, well wishes to everybody. Look like everybody's dealing with challenges, right? There's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. And one of the craziest things were the roster sheet that was placed out every single week. And um, it left Hokie fans not knowing uh, who was going to start at quarterback. So Um, To all of you who were really concerned with that, it has been addressed. Kyron Drones, there is no or Grant Wells. It is Kyron Drones as the number one quarterback. So um, happy for all of you. Me too. Virginia Tech total points scored 21
1: and a half. It is time to run it on up because... If we're going to win this football game, we're going to need to score
0: more than twenty-one and a half points. Can I say something? If if we score less than twenty-one and a half points, it's it's not going to be a fun podcast on Sunday or Monday. Um, That that would be really, truly, deeply concerning. If if I don't know,
1: I don't know. Wake Forest only scored twelve points last week against Clemson, but Clemson did walk away with that win, even though they scored seventeen.
0: Yeah we got to score more than 21, 21 and a half points. I think we got to roll that into score predictions. And and, and one thing I I will say, and I think he deserves credit for this. Um, I do think when he gets settled in, coach Bowen has been doing some creative things. We've seen a new wrinkle every single week. Again, if you're, if you're not on our YouTube, check out our YouTube coach Holmes, broke down the screen that we ran this week. He broke down the um, outside power toss that we ran against Pittsburgh So you've seen him kind of dive into his bag of tricks and and really scheme stuff up for players that is uh, aligned with their skill set. So I do hope that we continue that. Absolutely.
1: You know what? I think this is actually a good time for us before we get into score predictions for us to gas
0: up our friends over at the Virginia Slice. Are you fired up about this or what? I'm fired up. I know we're stopping by for a slice. I know there's a there's a rumor that there might be some some pizza over at the uh, over at the fireworks, which will be a ton of fun. Um, no i'm 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 looking forward to it I one of my favorite things that happened this week is we dove into the archives and we looked back at our uh, our covid trip to Benny's when we were rolling around all the local businesses and we went and we got ourselves a couple of slices over at Benny's so um, fired up. Yeah, we'll talk about the Blacksburg
1: location today. It is on Draper. Is it Draper Road? Is it Draper Avenue? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. But it's on Draper. Go check it out. Um, It's the official pizza of downtown Blacksburg. You guys know Dave Portnoy has been there a few times. Gave it an 8.5 back in 2013. By the way, if you haven't seen that Scooter Club twenty. 13, uh, like barstool video. It's pretty hilarious. Um, you know, totally different barstool then, than, uh, what barstool is now. Um, that's kind of an aside, but yeah, we're going to get some content at Benny's this weekend. And if you have not seen it and you're a student or, you know, someone who's a student go on our Instagram page and comment and tag two friends on our picture that we posted on Tuesday morning, because we're giving away a Benny's gift card at the Spirit Rally. We can pin that. We'll
0: pin that. It'll be right at the top of our Instagram. That's a great call. It's a good feature. We'll pin it at the top. Head on over there. If you like cash, cold, hard cash, to spend on hot, good pizza, go ahead and comment on that post.
1: Suds and a slice, pizza and a peeb. Go to Benny's at Lane Stadium. Get yourself a PBR uh, and have a great time
0: this weekend. Score predictions, Billy Ray, what is your score prediction on Saturday? I'm going with 31-17 Virginia Tech. I I have not felt this this freaks me out that I feel this way. Yeah, you got to stop
1: talking about it. You can't just put it out here. You could say it, you could, you know, nudge your buddy on Friday or Saturday, you know, before the game time, but out you yeah. just staring it out on the uh you're ready for people just getting receipts but here that's you fine. are that's fine with test, receipts. that's
0: that's get your receipts get your screen recordings in i haven't felt this good about a football game in over a year i mean i have not felt this good about a football game in over a year i think this is this is a pivotal moment for this football team this year um i think we learned a lot about our football team last week we made great great strides against pittsburgh um i feel good i think the Hokies are gonna win and i think they're gonna win comfortably and i think they're gonna cover by a lot 31 17 virginia tech 31 17 virginia tech i am in the similar boat but it's gonna be a little closer i have
1: 24 to 16 virginia tech this guy uh their kicker at wake forest his name is oh, i'm on the wrong page the kicker at wake forest who seemed to have quite a day last week, considering they scored 12 points at Clemson. Matthew Dennis, he might have another great day um, because I have 24 to 16. So that's three field goals for our guy, Matt.
0: That also covers you if for some reason uh, Wake Forest sees something from Florida State and they decide to go for it the first time. They're playing catch-up. They go for it the second time. So you're covering both bases there, Pat. So that's a pretty, that's, that's a smart, that's a smart move by, good move by you, Pat.
1: I got myself some insurance. That's right. That's right.
0: Hey, guys. This is Ali Jennings III, wide receiver for your Virginia Tech Hokies. When I committed to Virginia Tech football, I committed to the best. That's why I chose Harvey's GM in Radford. Why settle for less when you can have the best? Go to Harvey's GM for all of your vehicle needs. Tell them Ali sent you. That's Harvey's GM. Tyler Ave in Rafford, or go to their website at harveysgm.com for more info.
1: Letters from the Lunch Pail. Our submission comes from Stephen Collier. He says, if the Hokies win this game, will this be the turning point for the season and seasons to come. Wow. We're not just talking about the short term. We are talking about the short term and the long term. Basically, is this the bridge for six wins Saturday? Steven, I am glad you asked. This is this is the is this the bridge for six wins on Saturday? This is not the bridge. This is the foundation of the bridge. Yes. You don't really complete the bridge until you beat Syracuse, but you got it, you gotta take care of the foundation before right. you before you start paving.
0: Right. Um, I I'm weird. I watch some of those, um, you know, you go on YouTube and you type in like disaster montage and it's like bridges that, you know, just end up collapsing with no people on them or failed launches or anything else. Um, and it's just, uh, it's bad construction and you cannot succeed with bad construction. So yes, I do believe that this is the foundation and the first step to feeling good about getting to that six win total that a lot of us have said, Hey, look, Tech wins six games. I'm feeling good about the direction of our program. And you got, in my opinion, you got to win this game if you're going to get to six. Could not agree more. I have a, qu- oh, he has a second question. Then I have my question. Oh, go ahead. What's,
1: uh, let me read the second question here. Um, question number two, more like a statement. <laughs> we need to find the plays that fit our team. And I think the offense
0: is starting to do that. Just said that, Stephen Collier. Look at that. I didn't even read your question yet, and we're on the same page. I, I completely agree. I think through the first three games of this football season, that's not true. Through the second, the games after Ali Jennings got hurt, I think we were trying to figure out how best to utilize our offense with the skill sets of players that we have, and I think the Tech's done a better job with that. So um, I definitely think that that is a move in the right direction. Um, Stephen Collier, I hope, you, I hope I see you on Saturday, man. You make my day every Saturday. I think, I don't even think it's finding
1: the right plays. It's finding when to utilize and call these plays. Since mm-hmm. the first quarter. I mean, you know, we didn't pass, we, I think, what was it seven of the first nine plays were passing plays? Yep. And yep. that's not really how this team is going to find success. Um, Tom Persinger says if tech wins, what do you see goes right? And if tech loses, what went wrong? I think our keys to the game are kind of a good roadmap for that. If Tech wins, we probably ran the ball. We probably stopped the run, probably won the turnover, bottle. turnover battle. That's the second it's time stumbled over that one. Tech loses, uh, we're probably surrendering touchdowns instead of field goals. We're probably allowing more big plays, which it looks like from just looking over the numbers that Wake Forest has not had that many big plays to begin with this year. Their top two running backs haven't had to run over 30 yards. No, um, so something would have to go wrong. Obviously, losing Jalen Stroman for the first half. You know, is this a situation where you take the ball if you win the toss? Is is that how pivotal Jalen Stroman is for this team? I mean, I guess I guess that that leads me to write my own letter into the lunch pail, Billy. Do you think
0: Tech should take the ball if we win the toss? I do. Um, I think you should take the ball if you win the toss, uh, just because like, I've always kind of felt that way unless we really like a 2017 team where you have such a dominant defense and you just want to, you know, have them set the tone for the football game. But with these new rules, with the clock, the way that it runs, um, possessions are so limited, uh, that I'd love to have us come out and, and, um, get that guaranteed first possession and, um, let the offense start the game. So I, I, I would take the ball a hundred percent, especially to kind of get closer to getting Jalen Stroman on the football field. Uh, one last thing on, um, on, on Tom's question. I just want to reiterate tech has to do a good job being gap oriented. Um, when you play a team that is completely reading you and is as well coached as a Wake Forest team is, if you're out of position if you don't have gap integrity if you leave something open they're going to gash you um they haven't been able to do it this year so far um but that is something you will be susceptible and the linebackers have gotten better since the beginning of the season we looked completely at, a little bit out of sorts there not lined up correctly um but alignment and assignment i believe that this is a better a more talented football team in virginia tech than wake forest so go out there and show it um Here's my question. There's a big football game on Saturday. Miami is playing North Carolina. Miami is coming off of a loss. Actually, Miami is not coming off of a loss. Mario Cristobal is coming off of a loss um, this past Saturday with the Neal situation against Georgia Tech. North Carolina, you got to give props where you got to give props. They're undefeated. They're having a really good year. It's probably their first-ish test. I don't know if you want to count South Carolina as a test. Um, they're kind of middle of the road in the SEC. Who who do you want to win that game? I'm asking you. Who do you want to win that game? Which game? North Carolina versus Miami. <laughs>
1: I mean it's it's like the huh. ultimate it's the ultimate like choose your least favorite enemy or choose yeah. <laughs> I guess choose your favorite enemy to win. Can they both lose?
0: Uh yeah. I don't even me want, to, want I don't to even wanna
1: answer that. Like so, I just don't so I just don't like either of them.
0: I'm rooting for the Louisville, Florida State, North Carolina. Three teams are undefeated, and then they have to figure out how to figure. You said it in the uh, hot wings and hot takes that you were worried about Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan all having one loss and having to figure that out. The ACC, with this new divisions being gone situation, Louisville, North Carolina, and Florida State all do not play each other this year. So if they all run the table, you're going to have three undefeated teams for two slots in the ACC championship game i hate carolina i also hate miami i do like drake may i am a fan of drake may i think he is a good football player i think if i absolutely had to pick because look there's i'm like maybe you're different than i am i can't watch a football game and not like be pulling for one of the two teams to win that's just that's just how i operate I would side on the, if I got to choose who won that game, I would probably pick Carolina. What what would your choice be? You I'm, to- yeah, I, I mean, I'm picking
1: Carolina uh, if, if we are picking money Moneyline. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you skirted around the question. <laughs> who, who, who out of those two teams would you prefer to see win the football game? It's probably. tough. I hate them both, Pat. I hate uh, them both, too. Who would
1: I prefer? I prefer Miami. I just okay. – yeah, you y- – Carolina has an unbelievable football team. I live in North Carolina. I walk around on the street and no one even knows what, what's happening.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: And I already know that that's how it is in Miami anyway. Uh, Miami, you guys saw the stadium last week. There was oh nobody God. there in Miami. was undefeated. And I'm not going to say a fan base deserves to lose like that. I don't think any fan base deserves to lose like that, to be honest with you. <laughs> But I would be rooting for Miami in that game.
0: I'm so glad you put this on the on the on the list here to take us out. But I want—I think it deserves to have a little bit of a discussion, for sure. It, it's been a pressure point on the timeline for the last couple of days. So um, if you live under a rock, Virginia Tech has decided to move away, or they have not renewed with Learfield IMG they are now moving over to PlayFly. fly fly excels in large corporate sponsorships, especially in the naming rights of stadiums. I love walking out of lane stadium and doing, the our dub. Nothing. there's nothing like walking out of lane stadium with a dub. I don't know how jazzed I'm going to be to say, there's nothing like walking out of Wienerschnitzel way, Lane Stadium, Stadium with a dub. It's probably not going to hit the same. But <laughs> what would hit really nice is 70 plus million dollars over five years to give up the naming rights of Lane Stadium. Where do you stand on that?
1: Nobody was in favor. Okay, I'm not going to say nobody. People didn't want the portal to happen. The portal has happened. What a cop. Uh, a lot of people didn't want NIL to happen. NIL is here. Um, a lot of people are not going to want to rename Lane Stadium. Um, at, at face value, I never want to rename Lane Stadium. However, everyone has a price, especially if you want to compete. If You want to compete. You got to use the portal. You see how Clemson looks this year? It's because they haven't been doing it. Uh, You want to compete, you need to take advantage of NIL. You want to compete? You might have to give away the naming rights of your stadium. And I know Castle has it good, where it's Carillion Clinic Court at Castle Coliseum. Might be the other way around, but you get the idea. Um, I am okay with making the concession... Of the name of our stadium if lane is involved if it's like at lane stadium or something that would be obviously the preferentiary model but if it's going to help us get closer to the winning championships like you can't just hold on to that you can't and if that's the last straw for some folks then like how bad do you really want to win is what yeah. i'll ask you but yeah. um You know, if if renaming Lane Stadium or renaming Worsham Field is kind of like a nail in the coffin for you, then then I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. This is this is 2023. Welcome. Uh, It's it's going to continue to get more and more and more like this, where money is the overarching power. And the folks in charge and the folks involved, you know, that that's what they're driven by. But also that if Virginia Tech needs to compete, we're going to have to have that money. And you could name it whatever you want if it gets us closer to a championship. Uh, there were some texts in the group chat today that were, will not be repeated on this podcast, but it was like, hey, they could name it this, this, and this. If we win a championship, I'm all for it. So the answer is yes. Uh, do you want to read some of these, Billy Ray?
0: Yeah, real quick. I just want to give people an idea. A lot of people like to make fun of Kentucky because uh, Kentucky's is named after a grocery store. It's literally called uh, Kroger Field. So this happened in 2017 with JMI Sports. They changed the name to Kroger Field as part of a 12-year, $1.85 million per year naming rights deal. Um, now, if we were to name it Kroger Field, I would hope it would be Gucci Kroger, Kroger Field. Um, but that is what happened at Kentucky. And then this offseason, right before the season started, Georgia's Board of Regents announced a deal that the automaker Hyundai – was going to pay Georgia Tech approximately $55 million over 20 years by naming rights, which would have simply been called Bobby Dodd Stadium. Now, I don't know if the rambling wreck is a Hyundai. Uh, It's probably not. I hope it's not. Um, I can't imagine that it is. But I think it will be more palatable with certain names than it would be with others. So we're going to read down this list. Pat, you and I will do a a quick reaction of whether we would be okay with this or not. And I will just reiterate, it doesn't really matter if I'm okay with it or not, because it's what's probably going to happen, and it's probably going to put money in Virginia Tech's pocket. And if that leads to wins, fan-freaking-tastic. fantastic. 1st one comes from Eddie's Mind. I always thought Amazon should pour money into naming rights as a connection to the Virginia Tech Innovation Campus. Deep pockets and all. Just call it Amazon Stadium, and we can all say we are going to the Amazon. Amazon, get your beat downs here. Amazon Stadium will sell turkey legs and pain. Wow. (laughs) So off-rip, I don't love Amazon Stadium, but if you include the taglines... Not that bad.
1: What's the name of the stadium that UCF plays in? Is it called like the Bounce House? Is it
0: officially called the Bounce House? UCF Stadium name. FBC Mortgage Stadium, also known as the Bounce House, formerly known as the Bright House Networks Stadium and Spectrum Stadium. Wow. They have been wow. scooping up cash for quite some time. So we have some, <laughs> we have some catching up to do. Um, Here's the
1: thing. I only knew it as the bounce house. If you are able to make sure that your stadium is branded so well as a nickname, i.e. the big house, i.e. the horseshoe, i.e. the terror death dome, we, yeah, death valley, whichever one you're referring to.
0: I was referring to LSU, the big, big boy death valley.
1: If you are able to brand your nickname well enough,
0: it doesn't even matter what the stadium's called. Doesn't matter.
1: Who knows that it's called Ohio Stadium or Michigan Stadium? If really people call it the Horseshoe and the Big House, uh, what are some other ones? That, City that Field,
0: we- City Field, where the Mets play, uh, MetLife Stadium, where the Giants play. Like, if I'm going to the, if when we went to Springsteen. I said giant stadium a couple times. It doesn't really matter. We all know where the Hokies play. I'm going to lane state. Like the oldies will keep calling it. We will be the boomers when our kids are like, Hey, we're headed to Smithsfield sizzle stadium. We'll reply and be like, yeah, meet you at lane. And they're not going to know what we're talking about, but they're going to, they're going to understand. They're, we're going to understand. So yeah,
1: I would imagine, I would imagine they keep a lot of, um, they keep a lot of the same things intact and maybe they'll add some things but i don't know if they would strip anything off of like the lane stadium sign i don't know I, you know we're getting ahead of ourselves here but um things could get crazy things just could think, get wild
0: just uh just, like like, like steven collier
1: it. suggesting nissan terror dome field at lane stadium uh we have some more here Miles Hayter says you can sell naming rights and do it in a way that still keeps the lane name integrated and prioritized. I completely agree. I don't think it will get straight up changed to Verizon stadium with no mention of lane. For example. Yeah. Agreed. Mike Holmes. This is a good one. If it brings in more money for the program, all for it, we should get Mike burn up on it. New river office supply stadium.
0: Wow. Wow, I think Izzy I think Pop. if Mike Burnup was on it, it would be more like Animal Planet Stadium. But we'll uh, we'll see.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Izzy Pop says, "Master of puppets, playing field." If you know, you know that's a Metallica reference. Jay Nemo seven five seven calls it Elrod Stadium.
0: I do- I saw three or four Elrods uh, in the tweet. Well, hold comments. on, we got to slow down. I got to react to some of these. Uh, Metallica doesn't need to pay us anything to name their stadium. We've been playing Metallica's music for free for decades now. I don't think Metallica is going to be like, "Hey, here's seventy million dollars. We'd also like to name your stadium." That's just my take.
1: I agree. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think I think that was a joke. I don't think
0: <laughs> I, 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 I picked up on the joke. Yes, but I'm, there, are probably, there are probably some people that are listening to it and be like, "Wow, Metallica and Virginia Tech, match made in heaven." probably not going to donate that much money to name the stadium
1: one day one day metallica stadium vt fish one this one was great the stupendous spurtle stadium
0: yes i love it
1: spurtle tax shaver spurtle stadium at tax shaver field yes or what are the uh what are the glasses what are those like Glass uh, sunglasses commercials that ACC Network used to play. Uh, that was a, a good one as well. I think Angry Gobbler speaks for all of us. I don't like the idea. However, if it brings in millions and you're the AD, no brainer. You have to do it. Thank you. Hopefully they keep uh, they use the sponsor name, but keep the old like and Health Col- uh, Castle Coliseum. Andrew Patterson. Saw someone mention the Smithfield Slaughterhouse. That's my pick. Love it. I would would probably, you know, if I had four or five votes, I'd I'd dedicate one of my votes to that one. Eye of the Gobbler. So we have Angry Gobbler and we have Eye of the Gobbler. If BMW bought the naming rights, it could be the Beamer Bowl. That's great. I like that a lot. Now do you think this fan base is more of like an F150 Chevrolet or, or a Ford uh Ford or a Chevrolet
0: type uh over a Beamer? I mean, yeah, sure, but they're probably also an Ace Hardware over an Amazon. So, you know, like <laughs> I don't think it needs to align with uh exactly what we're what we're doing here. I might have a
1: very uninformed take about this. I know Amazon comes up very, very, very frequently because of the innovation campus um, and how this may be a match made in heaven. But Amazon is, again, this is unin, uninformed. Amazon is massive. Like they are based yeah. in Seattle. They have, you know, I know they probably have local HQs in every region of the country, but DC is not like an Amazon town.
0: Yeah, you know. they're not going to name. If, yeah, if anyone's
1: not. getting Amazon, it's going to be like Washington, or Washington State, or Oregon State, or Oregon. Like, I just, I just don't, I don't know if Amazon is really embedded with us as much as a lot of our alumni base thinks. Again, might totally be wrong, but no, I, I, I agree.
0: agree. I mean, this would be kind of like Apple naming Stanford Stadium. Is that going to happen? No. So I I don't, I don't. We're gonna buy Amazon stuff anyway. I don't think they need. I don't. I don't think they need the help. And if they want to do it for cachet, they're probably gonna do it on the West Coast. Um, So that's my uninformed take on that as well.
1: Oswald is back in the letters from the lunch pill. He says Appalachian power. Love it. That's a good one. Love it because that's what you're coming when you're coming into Lane Stadium, getting some Appalachian power. Doug Wilson. Most awesome name would be Wild Turkey Field. Oh my gosh.
0: That's my favorite one so far.
1: Without a doubt, that is the best one. Hilarious would be Substation 2 Field. <laughs> yeah, that one's etching into Kroger territory, but it would be more, it would be more this is home-esque. because uh, yes. we all absolutely love substation two. 1872 VPI. This is a good one, too. Boeing has an on-campus presence in both Blacksburg and at the Innovation Campus in Alexandria. CEO of Boeing also is a Pamplin grad. So Boeing Stadium is the only option. I like this pick a lot because when you think of Boeing from a high level...
0: Ooh, good pun. Good pun. High level, planes, Boeing. Come on.
1: Great food. When you think of Boeing innovation you know you are literally traveling from one part of the country flying you know what most most of our superpowers would be when we were kids and we would play that game flying um buzz lightyear couldn't even do it you know he could just fall with style but if you're in a boeing jet you are actually flying boeing stadium could be fun you know but we would need to develop more of an air raid passing attack we would need to get a little bit more big 12 or Pac 12 on them.
0: I would, uh, I would, get, I would get down with North of Grumman stadium as well. Um, I'm not sure how that would work. I know that the government has a lot of money. Um, so that's, that's a potential too. I mean, I'll float this out there. If we're going to throw a substation out there, this is pretty undeniable. Sons of Saturday stadium. We'd At probably Main need Street a, pharmacy field. We'd probably need a steep discount. Um, but we are offering that as a service.
1: If anyone wants to help us out there, we'll uh, we'll respond to the RFP. <laughs> the last one, Adam Abramson, Abramson. The Benny Barn, presented by Mayhul's Lane Stadium at Worsham Field. I mean... It's dinner time. I'm hungry. That's awesome.
0: I mean... You could come up with uh, you could come up with some fun, you could come up with some fun fun verbiage there. Um, man, I'm walking into the hool. Where are you at? Little abbreviation. Yo, we got a big match this weekend again at the hool. You heading on down? Come on, dude. Come on. There's nothing like walking out of the hool with a dub. The main barn hey. with the dub. Sign the me hool. up for that. Um, you got any sharky shout outs? That was fun. That was fun. Um, I do want to shout out my coworker, Susie, who is allowing me to keep my car at her home in Marietta to prevent it from being broken into. She will not hear this. She will not know that this is mentioned. She probably doesn't even know that I have a podcast, but she is, uh, quite literally saving my life. So shout out to, uh, to Susie.
1: I did get to see where Billy was living in Atlanta. And uh, I was not surprised about his car getting broken into, into twice in 24 hours. Yeah. Um, you can't win them all. Can't win them all. Can now, um, it's going to be a big weekend. Fired up to see everyone at Hookie House. Looking forward to seeing you guys at the drill field. And uh, tailgating should be fun. I know we're going to set up a German club. We're going to pop over to, to the lot, too. VT's best tailgate, gonna pop over to lot one and lot four as well before we, enjoying we our Saturday in lane.
0: Could we do something that we never do ever? I don't see why not. What if we just went through all of the games in the top twenty five and just picked a winner real quick? Real quick. Okay. Zero prep. Let's zero it. prep. U G A versus Vanderbilt. Georgia. Iowa versus Michigan. Michigan. Ohio State versus Purdue.
1: Ohio State.
0: These games suck. Syracuse versus Florida State.
1: Florida State.
0: Arkansas versus Alabama. Alabama. Cal, Utah. Utah. Mass, Penn State. Dude, this week is horrible.
1: Mass, UMass. I'm sorry. Penn
0: State. (laughs) Penn State's like a 46-point favorite. Here's a good one. Oregon versus Washington. College game day. The game is in Washington.
1: Oregon with the points taken plus three this weekend.
0: Texas A and M versus Tennessee at this Tennessee. This is a
1: good one. This is at Tennessee. I have A and M going in there, and, and I, Tennessee uh, is not the same team
0: as they were last year. We've all figured that out by now. Kansas versus Oklahoma State. Kansas is top twenty five. Kansas State's having a rough, or uh, Oklahoma State, excuse me, is having a rough year.
1: Kansas, give me the Jayhawks.
0: I'm gonna go with Oak State. I, I don't I, I can't see Coach Gundy going out like this. I, I can't I can't see him him being this bad all year.
2: Louisville versus
0: Pitt. Louisville, but would it not be so Narduzzi? Would it not? He's Mr. got the spoiler. He knows all about it. He, <laughs> he does. He's got that little vase in front of the uh, facility for everybody to put their bad thoughts into. I'm not sure if you saw that on Twitter. Oh yeah, pretty funny. Arizona versus Washington State. That's got to be Washington State. Auburn, LSU. 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 SC at Notre Dame. Give me the Irish.
1: SC doesn't have much of a defense. Notre Dame is more of a complete team. I know they're not as explosive on offense. um, But that's going to be
0: a great football game. Where are we watching that? Are we going to watch that at the cellar? We're going to watch it somewhere. I'll tell you that um miami versus carolina uh here it is it's back uh i'll pick carolina but i i want miami to win kentucky versus missouri kentucky just got absolutely railroaded by georgia missouri lost to lsu by
1: missouri is this, this this is this could be a hangover game for missouri i like where is it
0: it's in Kentucky. It's at Kroger
1: Field. I like I like the fighting double bags. Give me give me the Krogers.
0: <laughs> UCLA versus Oregon State. Oregon State. And to round it out, Saturday eight o'clock on ACC Network, NC State travels to Duke. This is a dangerous spot for Duke. NC State's bringing in a new quarterback. Riley Leonard's banged up. I don't think he's playing. Uh, I'm. Going to go with NC State.
1: NC State could be a, a big spoiler here. I am going to pick Duke because I already placed a money line bet, parlayed it with Notre Dame. And that uh, was before. I, I I don't know. I don't think, yeah, it sounds like Riley Leonard is not going to go. But not That's confident it. about that one,
0: guys and gals. That does it. As always, thank you all so much for watching. If you are watching on YouTube, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. If you're on Spotify, give us five stars. Um, down to four and a half stars. Don't love that. So if you can, throw us throw us five stars. It does make a difference. It does help. Um, but we're looking forward to seeing you all in Blacksburg. And as always, go hoax, go birds, go sports. Enjoy the games. And we'll talk to you soon.
2: To wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. Love, all that she said is, Oh, I know what you're thinking. Please don't go slice, sick, and trash your friend's place. Wake up the next day. you